2: Let's do this. It is March 9th. This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by Points Bet. Make sure you go CHGO for the promo code when you sign up to live your bet life. And we're going to do another Cubs podcast. We do them every day during the week, Monday through Friday right now. We've got an extra special guest in here, the artist formerly known as uh, Corey Friedman. You just had another podcast, which is also on CHGO. So, it's a two for Wednesday deal right now, correct? A lot of
0: Cubs content today. A lot of Cubs content. Even though there's
3: no baseball. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best. Hold on. I, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. We got to be ready right. to, to break some news. That possibly. is true.
2: We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, your Cubs related now CHGO podcast every week coming this way. You and Brendan, just the way it always was. And so, it's just extra Cubs content coming in. A good one. We're going to talk about it in a bit. Cody Delmendo had uh, already did the bet show. Yeah, and I mean, he's living on his parlay life.
1: Yeah, won a parlay yesterday. Already won a bet today. Oh. If, you, if you took uh, the under Idaho and Sacramento State at ten thirty <laughs> this morning, and frankly, morning. <laughs> why
2: wouldn't you at ten thirty in the morning?
1: Exactly, Luke. You're 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 right on my mind, man. Like this is this is what my life is about, man. If you can wake up and you see teenagers bouncing basketballs at ten thirty in the morning, you're betting on it. And uh, Ryan Herrera is <laughs> over here pounding away on the Thank keyboard. You. He's probably
2: writing another article for. AllCHGO.com? Is that what you're Where up are to? Uh,
3: I was looking up, uh, I was actually going to ask Cody. I was looking up the, the the betting odds for Mizzou versus Ole Miss today at 5 p.m. <laughs> Another four-point dog. my Mizzou shirt right here. But you if, should go on the bet show. If Mizzou basketball gets any good, I will. I'll bet on them every day, but we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, no. I actually got, I had a Kyle Hendricks article go up this morning. Yeah. Uh, go check it out, AllCHGO.com. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of took a deep dive into, into his season last year, tried to Pinpoint where his struggles were coming from, and 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 you know, obviously talked about he's done at that Mesa training complex that yeah. uh, the the Players Association put together. So kind of a shame that he can't work with Hadi Hodby because Hadi kind of the one that can actually pinpoint right. where those struggles are coming from and whatever plan they have. It out. Plays. Yeah, you guys I touched so. on it in he's your the pod professor. too,
2: right? You talked yeah. about it. Like you still expect him to kind of be the guy you can always count on. If if you can count on somebody to make adjustments. He's a pretty good guy to bet on to make adjustments.
0: Brendan is pretty obsessed with <laughs> Kyle Hendricks and what he's doing, and I think you know he went into great detail. A lot of it has to do with the changeup; it just wasn't fooling hitters the same way. Um, but he'll he'll figure it out. If you look at his numbers, it's a pretty clear outlier, and he's you know he's 32. It's not like you're right. expecting some. Massive drop off in stuff or anything like that. He'll figure it out. Well, he's so the, he's for the you, it's Lester,
2: and for him, it's Hendricks. Is that what I'm understanding? Just to clarify? Well,
0: he was way in on Jake Arrieta I mean, the amount of articles oh, okay. that he's blogged about Jake Arietta <laughs> and the stuff that he was doing starting in 2015 and all of that is insane. I mean, he's had like a legit obsession. So uh-huh. that reunion, we talked about that when I was here on Friday, yeah. was very hard on Brendan uh-huh. in, in particular. We were, we were. Excited about it, and it went very south.
2: So, I cut Ryan off. What were you? You
3: were talking about. I was going to say he's the professor. I just want him to have an opportunity to start putting his lesson plans together. Okay, I want to get ready for the the season. I I
1: think a lot of people, like maybe maybe you're you're not there, but a lot of people dogged on Kyle Hendricks a lot last year, and for the most part, he was pretty solid from, I guess you could say, the end of May till. The end of August. I felt like it was mainly April and September where he really struggled.
3: Well, it was yeah. I mean, it was it was April. No, August was. I think he had one good start, and August his first start of August was really good, and then uh the rest of August, September, you know, whatever it was, um, just is where his season sunk. But it was like I. This is all off the top of my head. Yeah, it was like so May sixteenth to like August sixth, something like that. Okay. He had sixteen consecutive starts without a loss. It was like a two point oh, okay. seven nine ERA through that. I, I, I write about it, so you should go read about well, I, it. I think, uh, like, no. you, you touched on it
0: in in your article, and I think just the headline was kind of the main point. Like, his season last year wasn't necessarily a disaster by relative standards, but it's, it's not who he has mm-hmm. been, right. and especially for where the Cubs are at now where he's vaulted up to yeah. more at the top of that rotation. You know, this isn't 2015 or 2016 anymore.
2: He needs to be that guy
0: again for yeah. this
2: team to – compete and hopefully he will be once the yeah. season starts which by the way last night we're all four of us sitting up on twitter just like refresh refresh yes. refresh yes. pull down refresh refresh the twitter lead yeah. I, I mean i it sounded like maybe they were getting somewhere yeah it still sounds like yeah that. Well, it changes
0: every five uh-huh. minutes one of the
2: reasons this is not a lockout podcast per se is that it could literally could end at any point and then your podcast is irrelevant instantly Right. Yeah. You know, I'd prefer we're irrelevant, you know, 10 minutes later as opposed to five minutes <laughs> later. No. I, so Joey is there, right? And and you've got something. I'm a little worried that if it happens during the podcast, we've got to be able to react quickly. quickly yeah. And we want people to know that the lockout is over when it happens. So Corey brought up a good point. We've got to have an alarm of some kind. <laughs> some sort of breaking news so I'd like to just run through very quickly some of our options for what we can do if the lockout ends while we're live. Joey, what do you got for us? See, yeah, that, that's a party classic, that's that's a yeah, classic yeah. party right yeah, there yeah, so yeah.
3: No, no, that's no no that's too inquisitive for enough. me yeah. too oh, in, right. yeah.
1: Well, oh, that goes the with one. the theme a little, little bit. sarcastic yeah. Yeah. yeah oh great yeah I like the first one. Well that mm. that also
2: works if, if it's Manfred that comes up to makes the announcement <laughs> we could that yeah. get sure.
0: Marcus Stroman oh, would prefer the, the drum the, roll the would be condo. good the as we go roll. to yeah. say it
3: we'll go with the uh,
1: we'll go with the DJ yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, and we'll save bet. we'll save the horn noise for when I say something stupid. Mm-hmm. We could know. have
0: planned it, you know. Final we all bet. like rip out, and we're all in Cubs uniforms, just yeah. ready to go. But maybe only if us, there's only if there's an
1: agreement. Maybe uh, Grandpa Stucky will rip his shirt off and just go crazy. Oh, or something. I,
2: I don't think anybody wants Chad to Noble see that. Style. Like, <laughs> I, you're, you're off, right, we man. could paint our chest when the four of us are here, so we could just you know do a topless show. But I'm going to stick with let's just go with the sound effect and continue there our show. Like, Fair enough. I think anybody wants to see that. Um, so hopefully they're making progress. There's a lot of different topics about progress, where they're making it. I don't know what to believe, when to believe it. You know, people were waiting up with coffee last night. This is going to happen. And I was like, you know, at t- about 10.50, I was like, eh.
1: I'm good. I, I'm, I was good. Up I'm at, confident
2: it's not happening. I was up didn't.
0: at like two. I'm normally up that late, but Still I you up know at two I o'clock. wanted I oh, you know you I kids. wanted somebody to tweet from the CHGO Cubs right. account just in case. You know, I had like a couple gifts ready, yeah. like just yeah. so that someone was up and, and doing it. But then I I can't remember who it was. It might have been uh one of the reporters from the athletic was like, go to bed. They're gonna I think past Jeff yeah. Passon yeah. was like yeah. Go home. They're going to meet yeah. in the morning. Yeah. They're not going to do it now. You can all go to sleep. Yeah, I was, right. up, I was
3: up that late, too, and then, you know, I had my, my Kool-Aid jammer. It gave me a lot of energy. I, I, I found a pack of Kool-Aid jammers, and I've been drinking.
2: I like saw a- you tweeting this. It's, what the heck is a Kool-Aid jammer?
1: It's like a Capri Sun, bro. Do
2: like you know what a Capri Sun is? Yeah, I know when they were invented in my you know <laughs> early <laughs> lifetime. It's
3: like the Kool-Aid version <laughs> of a Capri Sun, but yeah. I, I got a pack. I don't know where. It ended up in my fridge, Kool-Aid a whole, like, jammer. pack, and I've been drinking, like, one every day. And you so mix I, it with Red Bull or? No, I just I drink it straight, just squeeze it and, and drink it straight to this drop. But it, I, but I, you know, so I had my Kool-Aid jammer. Right? Yeah, I got it. Had, it gave me some energy, you know, it gives little kids like tons of energy, gave me a little bit. And then, I like, 10 minutes later, Jeff Passon tweets that out. I'm like, and well. And
2: that was it. Time to go to now you're bed. awake because you got this Kool-Aid jammer <laughs> yep, ripping yep. through your veins at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Did you, like, in, in college, did you take Kool-Aid jammers and a, and a little vodka or something? Is that, a, is it like, a mixed drink? Or is a Kool-Aid jammer something totally by itself?
3: Kool- I think Kool-Aid jammer has to be by itself.
1: Uh, I'm willing to try it with some vodka. Why not? <laughs> I guess. But I've never tried we that. We can taste
3: test it on the show. Yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring some of my Kool-Aid jammers in, and we can... We can get that going.
2: I would like to try one. All
3: right, me and a, what, me what's and the and best? Flav- not try to get it. too
2: off topic here, because <laughs> like people will get upset. But like, what's the flavor you go with?
3: Uh, I don't even know what the flavor is called. It's just whatever the blue one is. I, oh, it's geez. like a blue. A blue Kool-Aid jammer is the
1: best flavor. Okay, I'd like That's to try. You know, th- it's good whenever you don't have the flavor. You just know the color. You just know the color. It's yeah. the blue one. Got
2: blue it. One. Um. So we before we get started on today, the rest of today's pod, we do want to go back and give people the official results of yesterday's draft, the 2000s draft, position players. We did the snake draft. Then we did the poll of who won the draft. It's been up for like, I don't know, it was like, like 20 hours up there. Yeah, something like that. Yep. And we all felt fairly good about our teams. Um, I, I think I made a fatal mistake. I had a fatal flaw in mind, and that was when I jumped to Zobrist early. Second round? Well, uh, it was
3: your second pick. Second overall It was
2: yeah, Zobris, my second, because I was the third pick, and then I had back-to-backs. I should have waited because I think zobra still might have mm-hmm. been there on the way back, and if he wasn't, I took the World Series MVP. I should have taken Hobby and put him at short because mm. it's a much thinner position.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I look at it, and I apparently he got last place. I got 30%, which, it, and what, did, what was Luke's? It was like 31. 30. Was 30. I 31? 31. But but yeah. I so look I at it as, for me. I, li- I like to believe that, so it has on the, on the graphic it has Luke, then Cody, then mine, but in the poll it has so mine, yeah, then the Cody's, then yours. Uh, so I like to believe people were confused and thought you were Ryan. Oh, and oh gotcha. And that you actually got Voting last issues. place and at least I got second. Uh, I at least got second. I think so.
2: I, there were some things I that I, I struggled with the poll. I don't know how many people voted, 300, 400, some people.
1: 337. 337. 337.
2: How many of them were drawn in by Cody on the, on the red line every morning? You know, I figure he was handing out flyers like, <laughs> Hi, I'm Cody. Nice mm-hmm. to meet you. Please vote for me on this poll. <laughs> he's been posting the, on Twitter. He's sending out these videos. And I, you're campaigning a little bit on the red line.
3: Yeah, but also wasn't Seems fair. That you know what else I seems unfair, fair game. unfair? You know what I mean, else seems unfair, unfair is that you guys
1: could also campaign from I don't know the rest. I tried of, to vote twice Chicago style, but he, he that had
3: didn't the, work. he had the rest of the, the grandpa gang voting for him. That's not he has a whole whole following of the grandpas. Yeah. Who me? A lot yeah. of
1: a lot of the older. They don't the, do Twitter the, polls. The, are you kidding me? Lawrence
3: the, did Lawrence, according to the comments. Lawrence said he's sticking with the old guys. That's what yeah. Lawrence said. I
2: got a vote from Lawrence, but let's be honest in general, most old people are like, what's Twitter? You know, you know, let's be honest.
1: There were comments on Twitter, though. No. I, I appreciate Lawrence. But see, Lawrence I feel like I feel vote. like
3: there were a lot of of Lawrence's voting for you because
2: oh, there weren't Grandpa Stucky. I'm in. Sure, no, yeah. they went to their anyway. flip phone and they can't do a poll. But let's admittedly, a lot
1: of people are like, "Roll with Cody," because he yeah, had Brizzo. So. I do think that's what won. Yeah. Won it for you. I think. I mean. Admittedly, yeah, I, will, I will admit to that, too. And I guess Jock
3: Peterson somehow sh- sunk my votes. Like, everyone hated Jock Peterson. <laughs> I like Jock Peterson. Everyone hated it, but I, I liked Jock no, it Jock Peterson, but like Jock Peterson. No, I hate Jock Peterson, but on, like,
1: an all-time, like, 2000s to present. Who
3: maybe? was I going to pick? I was out of left fielders. I I know I screwed I myself. I feel like Matt Merton
1: would have got a better I don't better know. Role. I don't know. I think you it. count his Japanese Jock, numbers, for no. sure. Or Jason Jock, Hayward. Jock wasn't
0: my favorite choice, but I feel like when you were catching flack for it, you got to go back and look at some of those rosters, right? Like, yeah. you know, like even the, like the 2008 team, do you want Cliff Floyd out there? Are we getting, you're getting prime Cliff Floyd maybe? Right, or that's, prime, I know. You that's know, that's Cardinals, the, Jim Edmonds, like it's right. sort of a different story, a hundred, but the yes. versions they got, like, like you said, is Matt Merton and moving the I'm needle saying. for he a picked, lot of people? I don't
2: he know. He picked
3: 2000 Mark Grace. That was, that was the end of it. And I said, I, I, <laughs> he was, but he, was I because said because that by Grace. saying I'm
2: taking Mark Grace because he's Mark Grace. I'm not taking Mark Grace yeah. At the end of his career in the in a Cubs exactly. uniform, But like, right. like,
3: like you said, if people go and look at what they actually
2: did in the Cubs uniform, Cliff Floyd, he Cliff right. Floyd played for. But well, we didn't less set that rule. We didn't set that rule where he anyway. had to say. I just also said that's why I'm not taking Nomar because he wasn't Nomar with the Cubs. Kenny Lofton, he was a rental. Yeah, I mean Kenny Lofton, but he, he wasn't was good he for, for those great. Three,
1: he was three months. For two yeah. months, yeah.
2: he was still good. Anyway, Corey, so, you took
1: Nick Castellanos. Corey, who would you
2: pick not, if you were looking at those teams? I
0: I'm. Debated it. I I think I'm I, you know again I, not to you know like throw Ryan under the bus, but I'm I was deciding between Cody and Luke. Oh, that's just personally. Really <laughs> um, I I was kind of leaning Luke. This is, uh, this is why you're on today. Like it, it's it's really it, it's a very close. <laughs> it's it's pretty close, I think. Agreed. Um, but like when you're when you're throwing Sosa in there, you've got Aramis Ramirez, Ben Zobrist,
2: Sammy um, Sosa. Number three, in my opinion, yeah. was one of the better picks.
0: I kind of like Geo over Montero. Uh, Montero had some huge moments, obviously, yeah, but if did. we're, you know, building a sure. full-season roster, I think I'll go Gio. Dexter Fowler, tough to beat. Kenny Lofton was great. Huge part of the 0-3 But not team, you go, we go. But not Dexter Fowler, you know, not that kind of impact, but it's, it's pretty tight. I, I'm a real sucker for Moises Alou. I'll tell you that. So Cody's got Mo out there. And that
2: was the pick you took right before yeah. I was going to make it. I love I was, Moises Alou. Brian's Ryan's suggestion. As,
0: as
3: soon
2: as I Moist picked. Hands no, okay, hold on. I, I, went back, I, I
1: went
3: back. No calluses. I, I went back and I looked at it, and he was saying Moises Alou. Or I listened to it. He said Moises Alou right field. And I said, so are you taking Moises Alou at right field? And he said yes. And that's when I said, okay, he did play right field. Oh, well, then I'll allow so, it. So he.
2: The judge will clear. Allow
3: it I am clear.
0: We're you know Chris Bryant plays a thousand positions. So did Zobrist. He yeah. well you can
3: move but, Alou to right. Jason field. Hayward fine. did not play left field. Also for whoever said that like two seconds ago, Jason Hayward in left field did not play. Left field. No, um, he could play left field, but I he could. I should have. I mean, I was I was going back through it. I took Mark DeRosa. To, but I took him instead of Moises Alou in left field. I think that screwed me. And taking Kyle, yeah. Kyle Schwarber at DH instead of in left field. Another.
0: And again, it's myself. it's a thin group. But I don't. I in my experience, uh, you're
2: talking about us, or you're talking about the group we're choosing from. The the
0: the <laughs> the group we're choosing from. Like I, a lot of people, and I myself included, don't look back on the Juan Pierre era with fond memories. <laughs> I so love I, Juan
3: Pierre.
0: I love Juan. I, Pierre. I think I, I
2: think if you're in a cause if, 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 at isn't least he in a, a lot of people. Is it a Jay Z rap I think, song?
0: Liked Jock.
2: Juan Pierre? Yeah,
0: but Pierre... Yeah, Juan Pierre is mentioned a in a rap song. I think it's a Jay-Z yeah. song. but
2: Maybe, maybe it's f- Kanye.
3: 58 steals. Yeah, 58 you get, steals. You don't get that anymore. I, I like Pierre. I had a. If I can go back and find my Something Juan like Pierre jersey, I'll, I'll bring it in.
2: It's, uh, Mentions Juan Pierre. A G-
3: yeah, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> Come on, guys. you got to know everything. Everything. I knew that. All the trivia. So I knew some of it. Um, I, I knew it was in a song.
3: Yeah, but...
2: Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I,
3: I, My strategy, I think I backfired taking Wilson Contreras first overall. My strategy of, like, uh, I think.
2: I think, By far the best catcher.
3: I think I, I thought more people would be like, oh, yeah, if you put this lineup together, Wilson Contreras would destroy the rest of the catchers, yeah. which he would if you were putting him on a field. But the fact that's like, oh, it's, you know, again, Montero, like, just the name itself maybe wasn't, didn't you, dwarf them as much as I hoped it would. Yeah. Um, so, so that like, was another bad strategy. I'll change it next time. I,
1: like. You know, you you have you were on the right. You had the right idea. It's just that me and Luke didn't choose a catcher for like another seven rounds right. after that. Some right, it's like was, a quarterback like in fantasy football. If there's yeah. like 12 after the best of them. is oh, off, you're just
2: like at the first just let overall
3: it pick. I, Wilson Contreras would not have gotten back to me in the first or second round. The reason yeah. you didn't pick a catcher. And what to like round five is because the best one was already gone. Yeah. If perhaps. I if I didn't take him first overall, I think one of you would have taken him at least in the second
2: round. Right. Before he got back. Maybe
1: I don't know. I don't know. That's why I didn't want the first. Pick. All right. Well, it's I done, and, and
2: we'll pick. do it. We'll keep doing some of those drafts. to do, do a pitching one. one drafts. You guys are lucky that
1: Corey was zero,
0: no, Corey.
2: I'm confident us. of that.
0: <laughs> I like to think that too. I, well, oh, yeah. would you like to be part of the next one? I I just like to think that whatever we're doing, I'm gonna. Do it better than everybody else. I'm with Joey. I think that's yeah. a great attitude.
1: What's fair saying? <laughs> any word on Bodie? Is he on the trade block or in the lineup? I thought he was hurt. He wasn't in my
3: lineup. He uh, he what he, he wasn't in our lineups, yeah. Didn't he pop his shoulder out of place like back in May or something? Um, I, he did, he, be, did he? Did he ever be back, return? But, uh, well, he should be back uh, now. But I don't know if we're, he, we're he not
2: talking it. about the draft here anymore. Though. No, we talking no. about the real he, team, right? I'm Farris like, just drafting about David no, he, he wasn't. On, no he offense. Was,
3: he was on my trade block on my team, I guess, but he wasn't in my lineup. I, I, th- oh. he's he's probably going
0: into the year with about the same outlook as as other years, where he's going to be looked at as a bench utility kind guy. of utility yeah. guy, but. It's gonna have to perform. It it was not a it wasn't before he got hurt with the shoulder. It was not. Yeah. It was not a good year. He's good for him, when he's so. in
1: his in the right role. Like when he's just like a utility guy off the bench, he, he's really solid. But last year, especially after the trade deadline, he got pushed into like a starting role, and he did not perform. Yeah,
3: Jared Jared wrote an article yesterday or the day before, also on allchgo.com. Go check it out. Um, and he was just kind of going through like our middle infield options right now. The whole, Nico Horner. Nick Madrigal and and uh, David Bode is probably going to get a lot of time at second base, probably maybe even third base um, mm-hmm. behind. He's good I, I defensively. Yeah, he's good. Um, or it could
2: be somebody from the outside that's still not on the team. True. Yeah. Which kind of leads us forward, which is if this lockout ends quickly, free agency will start instantly and it'll be fast. We expect it to be fast and furious because they're going to try it. Yeah. You know, they're going to try and start the season. They're even talking about trying to make up the games that they said they couldn't make up anymore. <laughs> That's been, you know, the deadline changed to be the deadline to change I'm, to be the deadline. The games were
1: gone for sure, never going to be played. Yeah. Now we could make a few up and play an extra week. And I'm so confused by, like, all of the, like, <laughs> like oh, we're removing the first two series. And, oh, like, if we get it done today, then... Some you double header back, <laughs> yeah. You know I'm, what
3: I mean? Like, I'm I'm also confused. And like, they push it back, and they want their four week spring training, which I get. We don't want a ton of injuries again. True. Baseball it doesn't have a ton of off days anyway. Like, there were a bunch of stretches last right. year where they were playing like 16 games, 15 games in a row. Every team, mm-hmm. it's like, we're, are they just gonna fill in those off days with games, and they're gonna end up playing 20 games in a row, 22 games in a row? Like, that's a lot of baseball without a break. I think that
0: when I think they said if they can nail it down today, they'd be able to get 162 in somehow. Right. They wouldn't have to move the World Series. That was the last thing I read. I think it was
2: Rosenthal or one of these guys. Even though those games have technically today. been canceled, right. Taken off the calendars. if yeah, You go to the team websites; was, they don't exist. The series don't exist. That was, I
0: think, a, a tactic. Mm-hmm. But they can bring them back. But yeah, you know, then you're getting into these issues of potential injuries and. You know, would you need to like allow extra roster right. space for some of these things? And I don't know how everybody feels about it, but I'm not big on the seven inning like double header days. It just no. it doesn't I'm feel right to
2: me, but
1: it was fun when they did it,
2: it. It was okay, like, I, but like, it doesn't need to continue.
1: There was a pitcher who threw like a seven inning no hitter last year. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it. that's not an. Was it, not, was it, was was it Bumgarner? Bum? But yeah. It's not yeah. a no hitter. Right, exactly. No hitter. That's what I'm saying. It's like, not. you could have a pitcher who have a career day, and then oh, it's a seven inning game, so are we just gonna look down on it, it now. Count. And it's like, eh, that sucks. I mean, he has plenty of career moments and stuff. Right. Well, it, you could have a random person like Alec Mills, for example, do that. Throw a no
3: hitter with it, no fans in the stands. Yeah. Unreal. Well,
1: Let's, so let's
2: say the lockout's over and we're looking at free agency happens quickly. We want to go through the what we believe should be the Cubs' priorities. What should – Jed Hoyer's going to have to act quickly. Position-wise, what you're trying to fill on the roster, what should be the Cubs' priorities when free agency gets here, whether that's tomorrow, whether that's tonight, whether that's the end of the week, what – Positions do they need to start looking at? Not specific players necessarily, but wh- where do you think they need to go? What here's what we think, right? We all agree that high leverage bullpen arm, because of Cody Hoyer and his injury, that is something that they will have to. They probably needed to address that anyway, but now they really need to address it. Correct?
0: I think yeah. Jed had pointed that. Yeah, pointed to that pre-lockout or maybe during one of his lockout interviews that that was going to be. A spot that they looked at anyway, and yeah, now you definitely need to invest in that. If you know, depending on what their goal is relative to being competitive, we you know we've heard their sort of like right. stump speech that they go through, but yeah. you know it depends on if they're
2: really trying to compete for a y- postseason. They they cannot
0: compete in this division with the bullpen as constructed, unless guy you know if guys. Go nuts, you get crazy outcomes, but right, yeah, Cody Hoyer would have been one of those guys. So,
2: would you guys agree that high leverage arm is, yeah, something they need
1: for even sure, befo- even before Hoyer was hurt? Yeah, because like when I was looking at the, the bullpen, like the, on the active roster right now, with all of their faces not actually there, it was Rowan Wick, Cody Hoyer, and then. Yikes, after that, A really. A few guys that had, like, some yeah, opportunity. like Scott F. Ross, like, had some moments last year, I guess. And, you know, then we got to consider Keegan Thompson, you know, being in that mix somehow. Well, like, then
3: and you even look at, like, before the trade deadline, like, your high leverage arms were Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell. Right. And they're all gone. Like, those are your um, those are your 7th, 8th, nine guys. If you go traditional, you got Chafin, Tapera and... People uh, forget that Cameron.
1: bullpen was really good oh. before the
2: deadline. Yeah. What bullpen arms are out there? You, I mean, I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking, okay, bullpen arm that's available that you could say, oh, you could add him and it wouldn't hurt. What about Chapin coming back?
0: I would love that. He, yeah. he was a great – he was fun, like, as a personality, some very gifable moments. He would not be outrageously like expensive, the, the right? Thumbs right. up. Damn, he's always no, had the I, and there's – you know, just looking at – you know, I've got a list up here. I mean, there's plenty of veteran names if you're looking to just add to that. I, I don't think they're going to play in the Kenley Jansen pool, but he's, like, at the top of the list. Andrew Miller, Trevor Rosenthal, Brad Hand, Adam Ottavino, Joe Kelly – Chris Martin, Archie Bradley, Andrew Chafin we mentioned. Like you're not looking to add a handful of these guys. You just need no, a couple, you know, stabilized. It, it things. will be
1: someone that we least expect, and that's because that's how the Cubs have done it the last couple of years. Like Rowan Wick, we got and no one knew who he was and then he's gonna be the closer next year. Like and we did that with many other guys who right. Maybe they weren't like gonna gonna be in line to be a closer, but The way that they've been able to just go out and find random dudes to be productive in the bullpen is actually really impressive, and I wish that we had that in, like, 2018. Listen, they
2: they had Kimbrell. They took a flyer on Kimbrell, and they got back what they think are two pieces. They've been injured pieces from the White Sox. Said Kenley Jansen. It's not the craziest thing to bring him on, use him for a while, and if you get to the trade deadline and you ship him away after half a season, it's not a terrible strategy, is it? I mean – I agree. I don't think they're going to do it, but it's not totally ludicrous. No, if
0: you can – if that's – whether they're fully in on this offseason when it happens or not, which they won't be. Right. They might try to compete, but they're also going to consider maybe we sell some things off at the deadline again. So, yeah, I think anybody like that is is going to be an option. But to Cody's point, like, yeah, they they have – the Breslow, all their pitching infrastructure guys, they love a good reclamation project. Yeah. Right? Bringing a guy in, Jeremy Jeffress, the year oh, he had yeah, with the Cubs, oh, yeah. He was bad, yeah. you know, after the, you know, he had kind of fallen off a cliff. The huge
1: 2018 with Milwaukee yeah. and then fell off in 2019, and then, hell, he was closing games for the he Cubs was in great 2020.
0: for them in 2020. They, they love a good reclamation project,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, beyond that, we look at the list, and our list we went, in no particular order, I believe they do need another starting pitcher, only because you're never going to make it through. They may have five, right? Yeah. They may have five starters on the roster right now, where you can say, "Okay, we can move forward." Stroman helps. Hendricks, you can count on. They they have their first three, but the two spots at the end, and then you got to count on somebody getting hurt. I suppose Alec Mills might be in one of those three spots. You know, the four, five, six, seven. But wouldn't you want another veteran arm, somebody that you can count on?
3: I do. I mean, and that also goes to the point that Cor was kind of making, is, like, the Cubs probably aren't going to try to compete. They might try to compete, but also not really. Like, you don't really know. And I think in a perfect world, they want to compete every year. And so you want some. You want a good starting but You want a fourth starting pitcher, you know, number three, whoever you're going after, um, to put with, you know, because you got, you got Hendricks, you got Stroman, and you got Miley, who – Set up a good a good top three if you want to try to compete, but you got to add more, right? Right. Um. But then at this point, I think we kind of think the Cubs aren't going to compete. I think that's kind of the general consensus. Consensus, like they're not going to go hard in free agency. They're not going to go hard in free Sounds agency. Sounds like after twelve
2: guys. playoff teams. If it's fourteen, I mean, anybody competes.
3: The, the CBA makes it insane. But yeah. if they don't try to compete, or they don't, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a year they don't see as they're like going to win a World Series or make the playoffs or whatever. They might not, and just keep. Again, like we talked about the last time, Keegan Thompson try to develop him into a starter, which they want to do. Justin Steele try to develop him into a starter, which they want to do. Albert Auzelai keep develop keep developing him, um, because if you add a starter, if you add two starters, even like that's you know that's a lot of starts taken away from those three guys that they want to keep developing into major league starters, which at least what they wanted to do last year. Yeah, I, I have
0: high hopes for Auzelai specifically. Same. I I think he ends up with one of those shots unless he's in this rapid spring training is just something is wrong. Um, but I, 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 am hoping that this free agency, given how it's going to go allows Jed to kind of stick within those goals, but still make this team maybe potentially interesting, right? Like they were able to land Stroman because of his market. And he was willing to take the shorter deal with some options because they met him where he wanted to be in terms of the yearly money, mm-hmm. right? And I'm hoping that, you know, you have a rapid free agency. P- players are looking to find a home. they got to move their families. They want to get into camp. They want to get ready for the season. So maybe Jed throws out a couple one, two-year deals yeah. to the Somebody right people. Somebody slips through the cracks and, they and say, says, you know what, Wrigley for two years? It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what happened with Jock Peterson in the last offseason. Obviously, the context was very different. But he just wanted an opportunity. They told him, come here for a year. You can start in left field. We'll let you hit against righties and lefties, which the Dodgers were not willing to yeah. do. And it, you and I were talking before we yeah. went on the air. It worked out for him. It did. He loved playing here. He still posts on Instagram about Wrigley Field and the vibes there. And then they traded him. He won a World Series, yeah, right? He made his money. He got his opportunity. He's sitting there smoking cigars with his <laughs> pearl necklace at the parade. Like, <laughs> yeah. life isn't so bad. You take a flyer. And maybe the Cubs can put together an, an interesting team. But... To, to throw it to you guys, the thing that I found so interesting about their starting pitching process is, like, you look back in November and Jed Hoyer said, like, I'm looking at the quote right now, we've had a lot of similar profiles over the last few years. And he brought up velocity and adding velocity to the rotation, but they added Stroman, doesn't throw very hard, <laughs> great pitcher, right? Right, But more of a finesse, kind of out repertoire kind of guy. Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks and Wade Miley, who had a great year last year, but also doesn't throw hard. So I'm looking at this and, you know, he kind of like shifted focus as the off season went on. And I'm like, well, you, you brought up the velocity, like, you know, not (laughs) Not us. So if we're looking elsewhere, like you didn't really address this. So I'm
2: curious about that. Well, that, I mean, I think it's interesting where they could go, what they could do. And I love that you mentioned Jack Peterson, because our third one is, we still think they need a left-handed bat. Uh, as far as I know, he's still a free agent, Jock Peterson. Yeah. Would he consider – you know, he's won his World Series. Would he consider coming back? One, two. Yeah, so would he consider coming back? He loved Wrigley Field. I mean, th- there's, there's obvious former Cubs if you're looking for a left-handed bat in this lineup. Rizzo, right? Yep. Schwarber, right? Can be exp- Both expensive. Jock Peterson – I would think, less expensive than both of those guys.
3: Definitely. Right?
2: definitely. And then who else for a left-handed bat do you like that the Cubs could add? Because really their outfield, if that's where they're putting the left-handed bat, is pretty fluid at the moment.
1: Mm. I mean, I personally, again, and I don't mean to go back to former <laughs> Cubs, but Kyle Shorber literally just – like he squ- – it screams him for like everything the Cubs need for a left-handed power bat right now, especially now that the DH is coming to the national league. They need someone in left field that can play every day. I think he's totally going to, he's totally worth the money. Like, and if they don't get him, then fine. But like they have the money. That's the thing is they have the money. They can go spend and get, they spent on a pitcher. I know we don't have the velocity, but we also have a ton of arms coming up through the system. Braylon Marquez, is a example. Can bring the velocity. He has yeah. velocity. Yeah. I think, like, Schwarber is, like, the perfect spot, especially because you can play him in left, and you can also play him at first, and you can play him at DH, a DH. on a day. That's three different spots. What I did. And, well, like, was one of the
2: biggest knocks on him as a Cub was that you didn't know what to do with him defensively. He, he did improve in left field. Yeah. You can't argue right. that he didn't. He, he got, got a worse
0: rap than he deserved. 100%. Yeah, I mean,
2: definitely. there aren't too many great left fielders Defensively. That's why they're in left field. Right. He got better and he had a great arm.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I understand he's gonna probably be the most expensive. He'll he'll be more than Rizzo, in my opinion. Um But I mean, as far as like a, a cheap guy, maybe like a eh, that's a right handed hitter, was, that just entered my head. Um Eddie Rosario. Yeah, I was say Eddie <laughs> yeah. Rosario. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that's Razzario. the one that
2: comes up a lot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. His last deal was like one year, eight million.
3: Yeah, one year, eight million with the Indians. I was literally just looking up Eddie Rosario as we spoke, and I, I and I know our, uh, I think our colleagues on on the uh,
0: White Sox show are eyeing Michael Conforto. Yeah, Michael Conforto. Uh, yeah, anymore. I saw. I I know Joey was eyeing him too, but I, I think that it's a it's a really good fit for the White Sox. Um, yeah. But you know, if we're talking left-handed hitters, I, like what you know, if we're gonna play in the in the the big market though, like. You know why yeah. not if you want a left handed hitter, Big boy, let's sandbox, just, let's get just someone. go get Freddie Freeman. How about that? Uh, oh, now you're I just think that the Cubs now are in a position
1: my when you go and spend for Marcus Stroman, you don't stop after you do that, like, and they're in a position where they can spend because the farm is on its way back. We won't see a lot of them in 2022, but in 2023, we should. So, if you overspend for a couple guys, it's, it's not going to hurt you in the long run with the way the farm is now. So to me it's like go get yourself a Schwarber or a Comforto if you want to or whoever to for for the left-handed power bat and you know let's see how it goes. I, I think a reunion with Schwarber would actually you know, we talked about it the other day how reunions usually don't go well but I think I think that one would. I do think that one would. Well that one yeah. would because he's a different player now than when he was with the right. Cubs. He went to Washington, got all this changes swing and everything thanks to the hitting coach in Washington and he had a career season last year. I I do think
2: obviously Rizzo Schwarber more so Schwarber either one would show <laughs> Cubs fans we're going to put a team out there that you can be behind. You can get into I never really even considered Freddie Freeman. And I, I was kidding. I know, yeah. I, and I know the Cubs <laughs> would. So everybody knows. But, yeah. but if Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer wanted to go out and say, "You guys are wrong about us. We are going to put a team out there that's going to be competitive," it would bring all of the Cub fans back. When I think yeah. in you, one swing,
0: I think you need Marcus Stroman is great. He's got a, a great profile. I know we're going to talk about him. I think, but in he a can't play bit. every day. He, he doesn't play every day, and. When you go to the games, even at the, in the second half last year, you look around the stadium, like, what are you seeing, right? 17, mm-hmm. 44, 9 on every jersey, yep. right? You, you sprinkle in a 40 there for Contreras every now and again. Yeah. And but the, the Adfugadome jersey. It's like the same three jerseys. <laughs> and right now, like, you need, not necess- I don't want to say somebody to sell tickets, but you need some attraction to get people... Excited like that, like you're saying, Luke, like those guys did, that everybody and their kids are buying those jerseys. They're coming to Wrigley Field to see those guys. I love a lot of the players they have now. So, no offense to Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel. Not at all. Frank captivated people in the second half. But, you know, is everybody going to show up to Wrigley Field and fill 40,000 seats in a Frank Schwindel jersey? Uh, not right now if he does it if again he repeats, if he does it, yes. it yes. if his first half is but like that sure you, you you still need even if you're not going to go full in on the offseason which we don't really expect even though like Cody said they absolutely can we all know that yeah uh you still need to continue making I think more of an effort to give everybody even the illusion like this team could put something together and be interesting and I don't think you have that just yet
1: yeah and Again, that has a lot to do with the lockout. We just like they they made that move for Strowman like literally an hour or two before the lockout hit, beer. and you know then then the lockout hit and it just removed all momentum. But you know, no one thought that Strowman was going to be a Cub. I remember like like the three days before the lockout, all of Cubs Twitter was up in flames and yelling at Tom Ricketts <laughs> because we weren't doing anything while all these other teams were doing stuff, and then they signed Strowman, and it's like okay, well. You make a move like, like that, I feel like it's, it's telling the fan base that we're going to do something, and we're planning to be competitive in 2022. So I'm ready to be heard again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, does, it will
2: come down to money and how they're going to you know, figure out how they're going to use their cash. And, you know, when I think about money, I think about the way you're making money right now. Maybe. Because you've got the bet app, and you're making mad cash over there as the kids say.
1: Yeah, I uh, hit a parlay last night, $5 parlay, made $50. Uh, If you're not watching the bet show, you definitely (laughs) should. Thank you, Joey, for that. Uh, And I did it all on PointsBet, which is the best way to support CHGO, is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice, from the CHGO locker, hashtag dope merch. (laughs) If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays and now, online signup is available in Illinois. You can actually download the Points Bet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Grandpa Stuckey even did it too, he did it very fast. Even I was able to do it. Yes. <laughs> Signing up from with my rotary <laughs> phone. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, and you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Beautiful. I've had a lot of people asking me, what is CHGO? What are you guys
2: doing? And, I, you know, it's a multi-pronged response. It's like all allchgo.com is our website where you get the written content. And then you can go to YouTube if you want to see the best. Like currently we're on right now. On our YouTube channel, you get the best crispest, crispest, crisp, Crisp. most, most crisp, most
3: crisp, something like that. You're the right. You get the the sharp, you you get the
2: sharpest picture of our podcast. If you want to watch it on video, Um, you know, we're on Twitter. We have team pages for everybody. We have teams for everybody. You'll have daily podcasts for every team here in Chicago sports. Uh, You're going to have post game shows after every game that your team plays here in Chicago. You have that premium Written content that all you guys are starting to filter in there, and then if you're trying to, you know, you want to complement your sick drip, then you go to our locker and you buy a little something from, you know, some dope merch that we got out Hashtag there. Dope merch. Hashtag dope merch. Uh, you get a free shirt when you become a member. You get that CHGO lounge, which I'm working with the powers that be to see if we can get sort of a velvet smoking robe. You know, like, something, yeah, like a velour robe that you can, every, <laughs> members can just sit in their velour robe at home and it says dope merch on it, something oh, like that. okay. So we got a lot going on. We're open to suggestions, but so far the feedback has been great. I know we've had, I believe, 800,000 downloads. Something like that. Or no. We're on pace for, for 800,000 downloads. For, yeah. It's real close. So, for like, a month, I think. the first like three, four days have been. We love the feedback you're giving us. It's been a, it's been a thumbs up for sure. Yeah. Um, we also looked at, you know, before we had that great read from Cody <laughs> on Points Bet our great partner, we were talking about, all right, where do they go in free agency? With Cody Hoyer's injury, there also might be answers currently on the roster. We would like to see them add that veteran arm, but there's also a group of guys <clears throat> could fit in. And Cody just wrote about it, your article's up at – allchgo.com dot com right now. Opportunity knocks. Here's four guys that you kind of highlighted. Let's go through this group of four, and and what makes them interesting at, as filling Cody Hoyer's mm-hmm. role potentially this season.
1: Yeah. So first off, would you say slick drip? Yeah, Sick. your drip. Yeah. Your drip. Uh-huh. Sick drip. Sick drip. Sick drip. Sick drip.
2: Yeah. I think drip is well, you, like your <laughs> drip is jewelry. <laughs> it's like you got some I, diamond uh... earrings, or you got a little. <laughs> You got that, a good drip going. The player's got uh, good drip. He's got good jewelry. That, <laughs> now you add some dope
1: merch to that. Oh, my God. Now that you're something. Be, that might be an all-time moment. <laughs> um. Anyway, op- opportunity knocks. Yeah, so my article, I won't try to give it all away. I obviously want you guys to go read it. But Keegan Thompson, we, we've kind of hinted at, like, he was very good out of the bullpen last year. And then they gave him a chance to start to just see what – more he could do, and he was not good in the five starts he got. He had an ERA over seven. So I feel like you put him back in a situation where he was comfortable and did things, he could, you know, do that. And he, he was put in high-leverage spots before he became a starter. So I like him. Um Braylon Marquez, I mentioned him earlier. Um, number 86 on MLB Pipeline. Power lefty, we saw him pitch, like, what for like an inning in 2020 at the very end? Like he was a he was the top prospect. Yeah, but like he, he was, was the top prospect. He was for the, the guy. Time, he hasn't pitched since 20, he, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, he didn't pitch at all last year because of a shoulder strain, I believe. And the Cubs were very, very, you know, careful with him. They right. they, they did not rush yeah. him back at all. COVID was a problem, right. and the reason I think he could start in the bullpen is because it just because of. The injury, maybe it'd be better off starting the bullpen, make your way to a starter maybe in 2023, where I think the Cubs could have a better chance to win. And That's um, kind of a
3: thing that teams do now is, like, bring your guys. I mean, the Cubs did it with Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. You know, bring your yeah. guys you want to be stars, bring them up as relievers, get them that at least major league experience. experience. And then right. when you start wanting, you know, maybe send them back down get them into a starter routine mm-hmm. and then bring them up as Well, as it also pitchers. allows
2: you to put them – in good positions early in their career you're not you're not opening them up to a full lineup three times through where their weaknesses are exposed you can put them in there for a couple batters that they look good against Mm -hmm. they get a good feel for it you bring them back a couple days later and you try and build on that as opposed to they had two good innings and the third inning they were like
1: yeah well that didn't go well and they lose all their confidence quickly right um see the third one was brad wick he uh Pitching 15 games last year, then he had an injury related to his heart. Um, but he is healthy. He's been uh, pitching at the MLB Players Association fields and all the other, like, all those videos of Kyle Hendricks. He's been there, too. Um, but he, like, if he stays healthy, he's a uh, he, he ha- he's shown flashes of being, like, an elite, like, back-of-the-pen type guy, in my opinion. Corey, I'm interested because you're the analytics guy here and what your thoughts on that, but. I think he's been pretty <laughs> solid. He didn't give up a run in his 15 appearances last year. 6'9". That's a, yeah, he, that a big, big deal. He
2: looks like a reliever, yeah. right? Like, I think he's the tallest guy in baseball if he's out there. <laughs> and I saw that he's uh, – was it Megan that he gave a quote to? He said, after his recent outing now out in Arizona, got on the mound, he said, the pump house is yeah. working the way it's supposed talking to. Talking about his heart. The, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, he's had a couple of heart procedures. Right. Um where they try to cauterize some a spot that's got a leak, correct? Isn't that – I believe that's what they it's call it. Like ablation that. is when they, like, they take a hole in the heart, a small hole in the heart, and they try to, like, burn that segment. I believe it's like what Mark DeRosa had when he was a player. It kind of happens quickly. We got
0: Grandpa Stucky. We got Dr. Dr. Stucky. Dr. <laughs> <now>. Stuckey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I Dr. didn't
2: Stuckmeyer, go to medical school, <laughs> but I could have if I was smarter. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't
0: have told you anything that happened. But he, he is an interesting ablation. guy. I think – You know, the key for a lot of these guys, really, especially looking at Week and um, Braylon, it's, you know, command. They they have the stuff, you know, Brad has shown, like, he can get strikeouts, uh, but he also walks too many guys. Same with Braylon. I mean, that, you know, that one outing against the White Sox in 2020 was all over the place. Right. Um, And so that, you know, that's what it is. And, you know, that's common for guys, especially someone like Braylon that throws so hard, you know, from the left side. But that's what I think this spring training and maybe the early portion of the season is like, are these guys usable or are they, right. you know, and all a, over the place? And
1: a big part of like my point on Marquez and the next guy, Ethan Roberts, is I don't think they start the year at the Cubs. I think they're more of a mid-season call-up depending on how they do, I would assume, at Iowa. Ethan Roberts started in A Tennessee last year, uh, pitched like 25 games, something like that, and had an ERA under two. And they used him as a reliever, so he's. they've been bringing him up as a reliever. His numbers dipped a little bit in, in Iowa the, at the end of the year, but, you know, changing to a new level, you would expect that. So that's why I would, I'm expecting Roberts to start in Iowa this year too, um, unless they both just have insane spring trainings, and the Cubs are just like, well, they have earned this chance. Um, but I don't see – that happening, and, and, and especially from Marquez, especially. Um, but, yeah, Ethan Roberts, fourth-round pick 2018. Uh, from everything I've read and seen about him, he version is, is, is supposed to be, a you know, a bullpen, back-of-the-pen type guy, the way that they've been bringing him up, and he's been pretty good. Uh, I don't know a ton about him, but he uh, – you know, it's an option. And like I said earlier, with what the farm is now and how they've – change the way they draft and stuff, especially on the pitching side, he does give me some optimism moving forward.
2: Well, I think, you know, everybody can agree that Cody Hoyer's injury is a tough pill to swallow. It's disappointing for him. It's disappointing for the organization. It's disappointing for all the fans that wanted to see him grow into the player we all think he can be. The flip side, if there is one, is that it's opportunity. And baseball is all about opportunity, especially for – Young players. One guy goes out, you get a chance to come in and show what you can do. And if you if you don't have that success that you're looking for, it's still a chance to grow and learn something. So that the second time around, maybe that's when you see the growth from that player. Okay, Marquez didn't have the outing that you wanted to against the White Sox, but that doesn't mean he hasn't learned something in this time out. That he couldn't come back this time around and learn a little bit more. That gets him to that point, and he becomes a a big piece. Because at one point, he's a guy that they thought was going to be an absolute weapon.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And And so
2: maybe this is his opportunity.
0: I think that, you know, and and Brendan and I talked about this in relation to Cody Hoyer this morning on the podcast, but I I think for a lot of these guys, you want to bring in the veteran presence. You need to stabilize this bullpen a little bit. But if, if the team isn't all in, in this particular year this is a, a big spot for some of these guys you know mm-hmm. the the people that cody mentioned someone like manny rodriguez who can touch triple digits as well we saw him a bit last year this is an opportunity for these guys maybe in a lower stakes season mm-hmm. to sort of put themselves in the conversation whether it's 2023 or 2024 whenever jed hoyer's next great cubs team shows up right this is an opportunity to kind of like cement your spot or at least test your chops as a high leverage reliever. Like, can you get this done? Can you iron out these issues? And as they're building the roster in future years, you you, know, you can start penciling some of these guys in. Because right now, if this team was super competitive and we're going into a year thinking the Cubs are winning the World Series, right? I have no idea which None. of these guys we would be relying on like probably Rowan Wick, but he came back from an injury last year. He had, you know, some struggle outings last year as well. He didn't look like his old self for the entirety of the year when he came back. So this year hopefully can be that spot Mm -hmm. for these guys, even if it's one, two, three of them where you come out of the year going like, yeah, we've got ourselves like a solid reliever. We figured this out. That's a a useful exercise.
2: In a perfect scenario, two of the guys on that list – at least step half of that list steps forward this year and, and you say they could be in a bullpen for the next few years like we can use that piece and they will help us if you were points bet and you had to go out there and pick one of those four players to be the guy that really steps forward this season and contributes to the bullpen maybe even in high leverage by the end of the season points bet if are points bet who would you give the best odds to out of that group of four
1: I'd say Keegan Thompson. I think he has the – yeah, he, he has more experience than the other three. And, again, I just think he's better suited in the bullpen. And we'll take advantage of that spot.
0: I'll I'll shoot – I think his – I don't think his odds would be the best, but I would put the money on Braylon. I just think the potential's there. And with the way the game works now, I think there's I, – I like the idea, you know, maybe you throw Kyle Hendricks, Wade Miley, for. Five six innings yeah. on a given uh-huh. day. Bring the heat. Then yeah. you go get the lefty and have <laughs> him pumping gas <laughs> to follow it. Right? Like go I get just, the left. I, yeah. I like that idea. And whether it happens or not, you know, it's a, right. it's, it's fun to think about. Like kind of deploying him as one of these new era style like hybrid bridge types.
2: And I don't know if it's fair or not, but I would say just eyeballing, having seen pitch a little bit. He's probably the highest ceiling. If everybody yeah. was healthy and everything was a go, he'd be the highest ceiling of those four. For yeah. sure.
3: Yeah, I was leaving probably Keegan Thompson until Corey's explanation. I like that. I like that idea of, of getting these contact-oriented pitchers in, starting them however long they go, and then bringing the heat with, with Marquez. So I like that. But you mentioned points bet, and Cody had to talk about points bet so much earlier. I want to talk about them real quick, It's your too. turn. It's your turn. Um, <laughs> If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two free risk bet, two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish on your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Getting the app and getting it on your phone and getting signed up, I guarantee you, personally, it is less than a five-minute process. It's less than a yeah, three-minute process. Like it's yeah. quick. If you have decent Wi-Fi in your house, it, it's a quick process to get it going. Joey, did you make that train noise or did was that, that an tra- actual train? Was, was the L just going train. by? <laughs> Are you multitasking over there? Are you getting ready for a Blackhawks you th- podcast? You threw us off. What
1: the heck's going on? That's trying to th- get people on the points it's bet the train. The points bet, yeah. Get on the, the, the points, points bet train. train. Oh, I love, okay. love it.
2: it. I'm I'm the train horn. Yeah. I mean, it's almost time for the early bird special, so I can't. I'm already focused on what soft foods I'm going to be eating tonight for dinner. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> we do want to point out that a lot of players are starting to show up on social media, especially because they don't have anything else to do right yep. now. You know, they can't be in a major league camp necessarily. Uh, Marcus Stroman is someone we expect to be very active on social media. Already has been. He's he's. Fans reach out to him. He answers back. And today he put out his first visual podcast, as he calls it. Visual podcast. And I guess it was like a, a, a nine-minute video. You watched the whole thing, I right? Did. yeah. What did you think?
3: Uh, so it's called, uh, was it Zeroed In with Marcus Stroman? It's what's called Zeroed In with Marcus Stroman. First, Only number zero in Cubs today. history. <laughs> um, I, you know, it felt like an intro episode. Like, yeah. he, he talked about a few things. He talked about, you know, he started off talking about, you know, I don't want to give it all away, but he started talking about his dad. Um, you know, I'm not going to give it all away, so go watch his video, obviously. But, um, you know, it was pretty cool. He gave, like, it was like a tour of his house as he was talking and stuff. Not, you know, the outside of it, but as Alibu, he was talking right? and stuff.
2: I saw the part where they were going up the stairs.
3: Yeah, is that Malibu or is it Florida? I think I, was, I think it's Malibu. Is it
2: Malibu? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it looked nice. Him. I'll be honest with you; it looked nicer than Good Florida. For him. Uh, there was no offense. It's so a
1: Florida. It's quite quite a nice property. Malibu is nicer <laughs> yeah. than Florida. Yeah, yeah. Having an arm pays, man. Yeah,
3: without without hmm. giving everything away, there was like two things that he said that I really liked. Um, well, the first part is like, and that kind of struck me. And I was talking about it earlier, uh, before the show. He said I had to pitch a thousand innings before I could become a free agent. Like, that's seven, yeah, seven seasons, a 1,000, like, that's incredible. Like, not incredible, incredible in a bad way, kind of like how long you have to work and before you can go out and, and, and get your own deal, your own contract. That's yeah. – Put some of the other discussions in a yeah. little bit of perspective. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little personal perspective for Strowman, But, though know, every every player that, you know, goes through the same process and they have their arbitration, they have their, you know, t- years of team control, and they can – you know, when some guys come up – and they come up later in life. They might be already in their thirties before they get their first contract. And it's like, it doesn't know. seem so, fair. Yeah. It feels long. Uh, and the second thing that he said, uh, he was kind of comparing leagues. Um, and he said that, you know, the NBA and the NFL are more progressive than, um, than MLB. And, and especially the NBA with Adam silver, he said, basically like Adam silver is the model of commissioner you want running your league. And I, it's kind of funny because you know he called was it man clown I think yeah. Strowman called him the other day or last week. But um, I've always said it myself. Like I've always like as soon as Adam Silver uh, took over the NBA, well he took up over the the commissioner job of the NBA. You know I've just the things he's done to grow the game internationally, to market his own players, just to like as Strowman said, be more pro- progressive. I I get it, and I think I, I don't know how many baseball players feel that way because obviously Strowman's one of the few that did his own show talking about it but um i wonder i wonder if that's like a sentiment like a good sentiment like just the adam silver model around what the players think
2: i think everybody looks at adam silver as the best boss in professional sports right now of the four of the, of the four major sports in america he's He's the guy you want to be your commissioner.
0: Nobody's picking yeah. Manfred, and nobody's picking Gary Bettman. So well, no one's nobody's picking Roger Goodell. The bar's not. I think at Ohio, least he makes money. Like yeah, Gary Bettman is getting getting booed since he brings out the Stanley Cup. Right. My whole life, I'm sure. You know, yes. However long he's been Goodell doing it. Goodell gets booed at every That's draft. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Silver's yeah. the only guy that doesn't get just like hammered.
3: I think he does. And I, mean, I haven't watched it. As a joke. Yeah, as a joke. Yeah, it's yeah, always, like a same
2: joke. with like David Stern.
3: Like David Stern, especially his last year, David Stern got booed every pick. I booed every pick. And then like, I think he got booed for the 30th pick. And when he was done, he finally got the applause mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. first round. Because Adam Silver, he used to be the second round. He never got booed. But that's, it was, yeah. it was always funny. I think it's just like a joke for Adam Silver. Right. Stroman
0: also mentioned toward the end about, you know, just being really excited about coming to the city of Chicago. He talked a lot about, how much culture is in the city and stuff and he's tweeted a lot of that but it is cool to have a player who's so vocal about and you know i'm i wouldn't wherever he signed i wouldn't expect him to say bad things but it's <laughs> always you know in today's day and age it's cool to have someone where we can really see like in real time like this guy seems pumped about being here and pumped yeah. about being a cub which
1: you know hey javi Baez hated new york yeah, that's true, sure. right? Yeah, sometimes they do. He's sometimes straight they do up. Said he <laughs> always said yeah. what he felt. Yeah, still does.
2: That's yeah. for sure. Um, and but other guys have been out there. You know, we don't think we're the only podcast out there. There's other guys with podcasts, and they're they're all something you can listen. To. If you're a yeah. Cubs fan, you have options now to go out there and hear what you want to hear. Ian Hap's got a podcast yeah. that's great, and you know he spends a lot of time on that, and. I think each of them brings something that's a little bit different. Um, I I think it's fun to see the athletes getting involved, and, and more so than ever, they're more in touch with the fan base than they ever have been. And social media can be an ugly place. But that part of it is cool, that if the players do feel like they want to reach out to the fan base, they have different avenues to do it. I know Max Bain is a minor league player who's doing it he's got his Bain campaign podcast yep that he's he's had some minor league guys coming through there It's a fun podcast I've listened to a couple of them and we're going to have him on tomorrow yeah, and man. I think that's going to be cool you know we can promote his podcast and have him on ours it's there's love to go around we're not trying to take away from anybody. I think he's going to be cool. What can you tell us about him just? Before we oh, get to man meeting.
3: I love that you kind of just slip that in. Oh, we're gonna have Max Bain on the show tomorrow. Yeah, but no,
1: no big deal. Uh, so we're ninety nine point nine percent sure. There's <laughs> always, you know, Max Bain. He's uh, he played in the independent league for a little bit and changed his body. He was throwing low nineties now, can throw upper, you know, upper nineties now thanks to how he's changed to his body and everything. And he's big on analytics and baseball. And he's just a great dude. I've known him for a couple years. Uh, and I had him on a couple podcasts, and we became actual friends, I feel like. So I'm really excited to talk to him. I'm gl- Honestly, it's kind of sweet that he's our first guest. So He was a pitcher of the month for the Cubs. Yeah, but minor league pitcher of the month, I believe, in August. So, yeah, no, he's, he's come a long way. He's, uh, you know, he signed with the Cubs in 2020, like in January, I believe. And then there was no minor league season, so he missed a whole year of, you know, of getting better or, however you want to call it. And, you know, use that entire year. And really, I mean, he struggled uh, at South Bend to start, but like I said, you know, pitcher of the month in in August last year um, really turned the corner mid season. And, you know, I think he's opening some eyes. I know he's been looked at a lot uh, from prospect gurus and stuff. I'm interested on, yours and and Brendan's thoughts on him if you've taken any deep dives into him but Brendan will have some questions
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to get those before before tomorrow reach out if you got questions we'll ask him yeah yeah and and Brendan's gonna try and join us on Friday which is gonna be cool you'll be back next week if you want to come back before then feel free
1: it's great having you here tomorrow (laughs) if you
2: want man yeah Yeah. (laughs) do we have Um, five chairs we hey, we can get chairs.: We can get chairs. <laughs> yeah. I'll sit on the coffee table if I have to. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fun having you here today. Happy to be here. Another fun podcast, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Max Bain, going to be our guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for listening and watching to the CHGO Cubs podcast, proudly presented by Points Bet. CHGO, the code gets you all the good stuff for free. We'll see you tomorrow.